The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Kieran, I think that yesterday, that protest yesterday was a bit rough, says one listener. I imagine a lot would agree. I think a silent protest works much better anyway. Literally a large crowd standing in total silence, which might work. And somebody else says, I listen to your show often and I regularly disagree with a lot of what you say. But the difference is I know I could have an actual conversation with you. These morons from yesterday can't be reasoned with. As you mentioned, their conspiracy theories are absolutely bizarre and you can't argue with that level of stupidity. They are a product of social media and they are only they are the only thing social media has brought uh, the world. Well, I mean, you can say that about them, but they are our fellow citizens nonetheless and they have a vote and they have a say. And there's an argument, maybe you have to work out a way to, to talk and to reach out. Um, uh, we will continue the conversation. David Davenpower is with me, commentator and former RT political correspondent, of course, so knows well the corridors of power around Leinster House. And Brendan Ogle, the trade unionist. Um, David, as, as somebody who, who spent so many years working there, I mean, what was your reaction looking at those scenes? And I'm sure talking to some of your colleagues as well. Well, I was pretty appalled. I wasn't there, but I've spoken to people uh, today um, who were, I mean... The idea of TDs and senators being trapped in Leinster House for up to two hours is uh, absolutely uh, unacceptable. I mean, Lorraine Clifford Lee, one senator, had to conceal her daughter uh, in the back of her car. Uh, she didn't want her seeing the abuse that was being thrown at them as they were escorted out. I mean, that's an unacceptable state of affairs in any workplace. Um I mean, I heard Michael Healy Ray earlier on saying, well, was it really a protest because they were incoherent? And, you know, he was right. Is it right to describe it as a protest if you don't know what people are protesting against? It seemed to me to be more a kind of a coalition of the incoherent, if you will. Uh, But nonetheless, they were dangerous. They were violent. The scenes were ugly. And there are big questions, really, about the Garda uh, operation to contain uh, the protests because... Uh, everybody in Leinster House is asking one question. Where was the public order unit yesterday? Uh, the idea that it, it, the, the guards can't affect a safe passage out of Leinster House for TDs and centres is uh, is pretty stark. Now, I'm told that there's a delegation of senior guards uh, meeting uh, the, um, the, the Keown Corliss staff and people who run the Oireachtas at the moment I'd say they'd be asked pretty searching questions about how this is going to be mm. policed in future because it's the talk of Leinster House that it was allowed to get out of control to the way it did. Yeah, and a lot of people would have seen the images as well of, of Michael Ely Ray and disagree with his politics all you want, but yeah. him and a young intern, first day on the job for her and the guards with them were physically pushed around. Yeah, well, that, that struck me very forcibly that if, that if it wasn't a rabble, if it had been a serious mob, those two guards wouldn't have protected Michael Healy Ray. Uh, I mean, it was unacceptable that he had to be abused in that way. Equally unacceptable that those two guards, I think, probably took it on themselves uh, to escort him back to his office. Uh, but if that if that protest had gone got out of control. Two guards escorting Michael Healy Ray would not, would not have been sufficient. Uh, Brendan Ogle, um, I, I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, these telegram groups that I've kind of been sifting through for my sins today and, and they're absolutely jubilant about what happened and uh, they're describing it as a kind of a declaration of war by the state against its people. And then one rather uh, ominous post, it's time for us to start acting like a direct threat on the ship of state. Do you think we'll see more of this? Yeah, good evening, David, and good evening, Kieran. <clears throat> well, you know, none of this is a surprise. Um, this has been building and has been allowed to build for a number of years now. And it has been accelerating all of this year. All of this year. We have seen situations this year where um, these 
far-right nutjobs is the only expression I can give them. Have, um, they've, they've blocked food in Mullingar, going into uh, asylum seekers seeking international protection. They've uh, prevented people being housed by the state in light of our international obligations. They've bound people's tents and possessions in Sandwich Street, um, which was roundly and correctly um, lambasted uh, by the Taoiseach. Um, and, you know, I keep on with the telegram research, uh, Kieran, because every day now there's something. In the last two months in particular, um, yesterday wasn't the first time public servants have been attacked. They've been attacking public servants in libraries and burning books which are published in public libraries like the Nazis or the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, and that really uh, kind of has me concerned. I'm glad to hear, David, information there that there's a high-level meeting tonight between the Concord and Senior Gardy. There wants to be. Because a few months ago, in May, actually, on the 22nd of May, the Commissioner Drew Horace, uh, and I'm no act to grind with Drew Horace, I, I welcomed his appointment as, as an outside commissioner. I thought it was long over time to stay as an outside commissioner. So there's no agenda here. But um, Drew Harris made, a, made, made give an interview in, on the 22nd of May where he said he wasn't going to, uh, his words were, I'm not going to fall into the trap being set by the far right because they were, as he put it, uh, seeking uh, a, a strong response from the police and he had a guardian and he wasn't going to give it to them. Now at that stage, the far right were setting up their own checkpoints down in Clare uh, and stopping people from going up and down a road where they feel the asylum seekers were going to be put. So this, this has got really, really serious now. Mm. Um, and, and you can see in the language, I'm sure, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't look at Telegram to save my life, Kieran, to be honest with you, but I do look at other things in social media. And you can, you can see they are very, very emboldened. And this, this loose uh, reaction by the police for, for several years, but definitely for several months this year, Every action isn't getting any reaction um, from the people who are... Who are Drew Harris is, is hired, he knows this, is hired to lead the police, police force to keep our streets safe. There's nothing safe about streets which yeah. have citizens set up their own checkpoints. There's nothing safe about streets where tents are being bombed. And there was nothing safe about the streets yesterday. And, 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 and congratulations to those two guardy who got assaulted for doing their jobs. Michael Healy Ray, a man that I've met a couple of times, and I, I wouldn't particularly agree with his politics. He was assaulted. It was an absolute disgrace. And, and the other thing I'd say, Kieran, is there are a number of senators in particular who would really want to have a look at themselves um, because Senator Jerry Crockwell, uh, Senator Kewan, they, they've been pandering to this you know, conspiracy. Yeah. You know, you mentioned them. So I, I, have to, I have to acknowledge that they both condemned absolutely what happened yesterday. Yeah, it's like the arsonist setting the building on fire and, and then condemning the fact that people got hurt. So, yeah, now, you know, anyway, people, listen, people they're, 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 yeah, again, you, you, listen, you know that they're not here to defend themselves and, and they would say that they have uh, raised legitimate concerns about legitimate issues and uh, they, 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 they would disagree with the contention they were emboldening people. Well, actually, I'll come back to that in a moment, Brendan. I'm not cutting you off because of it, but David, I just very, want to jump I, in. I, I very much doubt that the people who are protesting uh, who are protesting against all the, the inhabitants of Leinster House. I've doubt very much if they listened uh, avidly to anything 
something uh, Sharon Keoghan or Jerry Crockwell said. Uh, I'd also remind, in the interests of balance, Brendan Ogle, that uh, it was the hard left that pioneered trapping politicians and the water, uh, the, the, the water charge protests with which he was uh, uh, associated uh, when Paul Murphy orchestrated the riot out in um, Tala that trapped um, um, Joan Burton. So, I mean, it's not just the hard right has form here. Brendan? David, if I can just say that, Paul, it is the hard, it is just the hard right that is that is that is hard. First of all, I'm not part of the hard left or any political. Oh, we seem to have lost Brendan. Brendan, are you still with us? He's stunned into silence. No, yeah, well, uh, I, we obviously have lost that. I tell you what, we will get Brendan because d- it's only fair to let him kind of respond to that. So we will absolutely get him uh, back on the line. Um, it, it, might a consequence kind of of this be, David, that? Uh, you, you kind of you hollow out the ground for nuanced debate or discussion. You know, one of the narratives is that, you know, kind of by, by acknowledging that there are absolutely racists who kind of drape themselves in the cloak of legitimate concern. Um, but then there are people with, you know, so-called legitimate concerns as well. And, and if you acknowledge it, you know, you, you now today in the wake of yesterday will be accused of a kind yeah. of stoking the flames <clears throat> of the far right. And in a sense, I suppose that that's um, why I made the remark I made about Brendan Ogle and, and the, uh, the two senators he meant, mentioned, because, I mean, there is a hollow way out of debate. People are being intimidated and there are whole areas of public discourse where people fear to tread now. Uh, I, I don't need to, and uh, well, obviously the whole trans issue is up there. But I do think that the ground is being narrowed. And, you know, if you if you name particular uh, politicians who've expressed views that you don't agree with and then say, oh, they're encouraging these so-called hard mm-hmm. right, it's, it's a way of suppressing debate, really. And it's a little worrying. Uh, 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 Brennan, you're back with us. That was kind of the globalist elite and big pharma cutting your line off, I think, because of, of the nature of your, your, your criticism. Um, uh, you were... You, you Defending yourself to, to, to David's accusation that the, it was the far left who pioneered this. Well, I, I don't need to, to defend myself because, um, but I, I'm glad David raised that point because this sort of equivocation uh, in media circles and other places uh, between the growing threat of the, the far right, fascist, racist, xenophobics. Uh, and it's been growing for a number of years. I, I first appeared on this show talking to George Hook about it, I think six or seven years ago. I talked to Ivan Yates many years about it. Nobody, t- nobody took it seriously. The media didn't take it seriously. I met with journalists about it when, when, when Gemma O'Doherty was say, saying things about schools in Longford, um, and, and the journalists were saying there was a kind of a, an unspoken policy to you know, not inflame it and, 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 and keep it low-key and not kind of give it, the, give it any encouragement by giving it publicity. None of it has worked. What, what, you know, I've been involved, and I wasn't involved in Jobstown and criticised it very much at the time, David, but I have been involved in many protests, protests which have had tens of thousands of people. I've, been, I've arranged protests with tens of thousands of people. We've always worked with the police. We've always gone into Store Street and Pier Street, met the police beforehand, um, and we've always had peaceful protests. Yes, there's been criticism of politicians, and so there should be, and, it's, and that's what democracy is about. But there is to, to equivocate what happened, what manifested yesterday, and what's been happening for a number of years, and what's growing by a week now, with you know legitimate political protests, uh, you know water charges, which David mentioned. You know that that's 
is not going to help the situation. In fact, that, that sort of equivocation mm. is at the source of the growing threat. This is fascism. Let's call it... These are not protesters. These are fascists. And they, they, they were coming over from England. The far right are coming over from England. We had Tommy Robinson over a few weeks ago, going around a few months ago, going around visiting these people uh, and, and you know, giving them inspiration. Tommy Robinson. So these are not protesters. Stop calling yeah. them protesters and stop equivocating with legitimate protesters yeah. because they're only well, getting emboldened, Kieran. Well, uh, Dave, that's a, a point you also made. Maybe it's not protesters uh, isn't the label we should attach to them. Do you, do you think we're going to see more of this? Oh, I think we will. And uh, your analysis of Telegram is very um, revealing. Obviously, they feel it was a great victory yesterday, as indeed it was in the sense that they virtually paralysed Leinster houses, which is what they set out to do, I suppose. But I think the big question now is how the police will respond, because Brendan is right. Um, uh, Drew Harris did say he wouldn't fall into the trap of, of making martyrs of people at protests like this. But, you know, I think um, he may have to take the gloves off now. Mm, well, one listener says, I don't agree with the views of the protesters, but I do know many who hold the same views and they feel completely left behind by government and society. Uh, and so all of this then ends up with an aspect of truth for them. Somebody else says, you're ignoring the sense of disenfranchisement uh, people now feel. I'm not condoning anything that happened, but you owe it to your audience as journalists to understand where the resentment is coming from. Uh, somebody else, though, says, these protesters really think they're more intelligent than the rest of us. Very funny. These people's lives and careers are, for the most part, complete failures. They're just drones being managed as puppets by smarter people. Their lives are pointless. I think that qualifies as a conspiracy theory about conspiracy theorists, that they are just drones being managed by a globalist elite, maybe? Anyway, 087-1400-106. David Davenpower, commentator and former RTE political correspondent. Thank you for joining us. Thank you as well to trade unionist uh, Brendan Ogle. Uh, we're going to come back to this story um, again because huge, huge amounts of people are, are getting in touch with really interesting observations uh, on, on both sides. Lots of other people just accusing me of being a member of the globalist elite and in the pay of George Soros and Charles Schwab. Anyway, whatever your views, 087-1400-106. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.